you're about to go nuts on this bass line though this one oh this is it this is yeah cool. i think this is like potentially one of the most impressive sounding bass lines ever i don't know a lot about the who so oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to it i do i just We're- know that i just know the csi miami <laughs> that's a great song <laughs> oh yeah those drums are cool so this is a great sounding record i've always liked their guitar sounds Right. Oh yeah, the bass is sick. Yeah, it's loud and crunchy and just like all over the place. What's always fun about the Who is they just they just flip the rules. Like in in music generally, you're like, oh, the guitar plays melodies, and it's like the bass and drums are the rhythm, they're the foundation. In the Who, I feel like. The bass player and the drummer are just soloing their asses off yeah. like the whole time. Yeah. And the guitar player is like the foundation. Yeah, it is. It's kind of the rhythmic of the Yeah. Which I think is cool. It gives them more grit. Yeah. I feel like I missed out on the hit. Yeah, they're cool. I mean they have a lot of like popular hit songs, but they just rock too. Like the way the space pops off here. Oh wow. Yep. Really great rock and roll guitar playing. Keith Moon right here oh, on the nice. drums, yeah. Which, you know, great drummer. I don't he spawned a, a legacy of horrible imitators. Oh of course. But he's got it. Oh yeah. Welcome to Listen to This, talking about songs we like. Let's just get right into it. Today we're talking about The Real Me by The Who. It was written by Pete Townsend, who's the guitar player for The Who, and produced by The Who. This was back in an era where I think you just produced all your own music, if you were like a rock band. When was this one? 1973. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. The Real Me is the first song off The Who's second full-scale rock opera, entitled Quadrophenia. Right. The album is all about coming to terms with who you really are, even if you have four distinct personalities. So like early dissociative identity disorder. Well, Dr. Janice, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Your son is suffering from multiple personality disorder. What? There are several distinct personalities going on in there. One is named Postman Butters, and yet another is Fireman Butters. And then there's even Inspector Butters and a Professor Chaos. Oh my god! From what I gather, he seems to mostly jump in and out of personalities when he's outside playing. Sometimes he's a cowboy, and other times he's an Indian. And the two seem to be at constant odds. Oh, poor Butters! (laughs) Have you been watching this show? Have you ever checked out United States of Terra? No, no, You gotta check it out. It's about a a girl who has, like, dissociative identity disorder. It's like pretty heavy, but it's a comedy too. A good sitcom family environment. Gotcha. It's yeah. not like super dark. <laughs> it gets kind of dark, but right. it's also silly. Um, this is one of my favorite bass performances of all time on this song. The Who's bassist is a guy named John Entwistle. He's just like pure insanity. This bass part was recorded on the first take. I'm still getting over Entwistle. Entwistle, yeah, great. The Ent. The Ent. Yeah, exactly. Like the, he, 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 he like can summon the Ents with the whistle. It would make sense. I feel like if you were an Ent and you whistled, it would sound like a bass guitar. Right? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, the Ents have not troubled about the wars of men and wizards for a very long time. 
he claimed that he was joking around when he played this insane part, but the band loved it immediately, and they just used this first take in the final version. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. you rage that hard, sometimes when you're yeah. just joking around, it's you, better. You like just I think there's less pressure. Yeah, yeah. When you're just joking around, you know. I think too, if you're a good musician and you're sharp, you're always ready to go. Yeah, and I think sometimes like the original energy of spontaneous expression is like mm-hmm. more powerful than anything somebody could really compose. I agree. I think that's like why I people agree. like jazz and not that this is jazz, but it's like you want to hear like one minute's music written in one minute's time. Right, 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 right. right? But it, but like it, you can do that in other types of music. It right. doesn't have to be jazz. That's I, cool. People maybe don't, don't totally get that sometimes. Um, Roger Daltrey is the singer, pa- Pete Townsend on guitar and whistle on bass and the legendary Keith Moon on drums. Yeah. Um, it's really funny to hear just a rhythm section like go this crazy because I, I think about trying to play bass on somebody's track as if I was this guy mm-hmm. and I think about getting fired. Right. Right. Like people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> screw you. You're fired. The, listening to this song is so interesting because, and, and maybe it's because kind of like relationship to like what we're saying with the dissociative personalities is I feel like all four main elements are kind of doing their own thing yeah. like, together. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if that like plays into like the name of the song or the I, album or whatever, but it's I pretty think interesting. So. And I think that's like what people really like, you know, a rock band. Yeah. Because like if you think back to like the Beatles too, uh, similar thing. It's like everyone had like their favorite part. You're right. And I think like that is like what a real band is as opposed to like two talented dudes carrying other musicians. It's Florida like, Georgia Line. Yeah, exactly. I just listened to their new song with Natalie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm man. a fan. I can't believe I'm saying that on this podcast. <laughs> um, the Quadrophenia concept relates to both the storyline of the album and also you'll love this because you love when it's a cohesive experience. The technology used to record it. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. So... Is it recorded in quadraphonic sound? Nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does that mean? So it's the where it got famous, and I don't know the where it got famous is Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon" was recorded in mm-hmm. quadraphonic, and it's like rudimentary surround sound. Yeah, it's four speaker listening experience. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So I don't know when "Dark Side of the Moon" came out. I can't remember, but the this could have been the first like yeah, one. Yeah. But I know Pink Floyd is the one that everyone talks about. Is um you can sit in the middle of four speakers and listen to the album. Oh, that's so that's so cool. Yeah, I need to start releasing music like that. Instead, yeah, it's early surround sound. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, of the of the quadraphonic sound, Ron Nevison, who engineered the album, explained, "quote Basically, it was a way to take the channels and fold them out of phase into the front channels and come up with a pseudo fake four track quad. It wasn't discrete quad." But even in order to mix it, you had to have quad panning and you had to have four speakers. There was no studio that could do it in London. Mm-hmm. So the Who decided to build their own. Yeah. You, Sick. Yeah, you needed a special yeah. console. And I remember because, I mean, a lot of the modern SSL consoles have, if you look at an SSL meter bridge, it'll there's two different things it'll say. It'll say, you know, left, right, and quad. Or it'll say like left front, left back, right front, right back. Oh, that's just wild. That's a quad bus. Yeah. And you can pan to the quad buses. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't know that was on that. So that's just like a feature now. It's a feature on SSL. Yeah. yeah like it, in people use it in today's stereo music. Like you can send things to the quad bus and parallel compress them and stuff. But back then they were yeah. using it as a stereo sound thing. I love that they were just like creating their, their own studio to make this stuff. It makes me like feel like maybe it's such a cool thing that people should try to push the limits of technology for music more yeah 
Um, I feel like pe- the technology side of music has gotten so good, though. Yeah, it feels hard to push it as an artist. Yeah, it's like, oh man, like like Dolby atmospheres, yeah. like nineteen speakers, three subwoofers. It's just like yeah. insane. Like technology is so far ahead. Well, I also like think about plugins on the computer, right? Like when you're like working on a track, and it's just like you can just get lost. Like every, you know what I mean? Like I, if you were. I don't know that I could come up with as many reverbs as just like a regular reverb plugin has if I was just like thinking about spaces. Yeah, I mean, that's why, <laughs> that's why like when I use my reverb, like, you know, I use that one 250 yeah. plate that one with like the red knob on mm-hmm. it because sometimes when you load up these plugins and you look at like all the different presets, you're yeah. like, why are there 200 reverb presets? I still Like you can really go down the hole of like space yeah. and sound. I still feel like we could try as artists, we should try to like push technology a little bit more. I'll try to think of a way to do that for the next time I record. Uh, what would it be? Like I want people to be able to taste this bass. Right, right. Smell it. <laughs> smell, yeah, smell <laughs> would be way better. Oh man, that's all I got for the Who. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know much about them. I need to like kind of dig in. They're cool. This is my favorite album of theirs. It's a good place to start. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would just check it out and just like think about them ripping this off live with those huge speakers no pa system yeah Keith shit. moon was he, he was like they were like beat the drum kit up and break guitars yeah they would that explode kinda, the drum yeah, kit yeah. yeah exactly they were like the band to do that not a fan of that exploding the drum kit it just looked destroying and inst- I, like i know it looks cool but life isn't about looking cool okay <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i'd be smoking a cigarette right now right